Have you been suffering for a really long time and you just can't seem to get past it? And no matter what you do, you keep coming back to that same place? Well, today in this episode, we're going to talk about how to overcome that and rid yourself of any and all suffering going forward. Let's go get that nugget. Welcome to Life Mastery for Women. I'm your host, Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Join me here three times a week for empowering conversations, powerful tools, and techniques to help you experience more joy, healing, and deeper connections in your life. Get ready, ladies. It's time to get that nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. Life is hard, but your personal growth doesn't have to be. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's podcast where I hope I am finding you more in a state of harmony than suffering. And if you're not in a state of harmony, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you just one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. So I'm a little bit out of it today. And I don't know, it's like yesterday we had a big four and a half hour school meeting for Brandon. And then we had a baseball game, early-ish baseball game for Cameron, and that was Monday, right? And of course, we were just coming off the weekend, and that meeting at the school was kind of draining. And then today, I was kind of tired, and I'm just like, man. So I spent most of the morning just trying to get grounded, trying to get centered. I've got incense burning, blowing in my face. I just got off the treadmill. I was out running around barefoot with the dogs, trying to get grounded. And you know what? I'm just going to give it a go, and hopefully, it comes out okay. I've got my notes here. like ready to rock but have you ever felt like that you ever felt like you're just trying to get grounded and you just can't or you're just trying to get centered and be present and and kind of wake up for the day I'm still kind of waiting for that to happen and it's noon actually it's 12 15 so I wanted to talk about suffering today and I wanted to bring this full circle meaning I don't want to spend the whole time just talking about suffering I want to I want to make you aware of something that could be consistent in your life, but then also help you to step out of it. We have um, quite a few big groups, Facebook groups, and we hear a lot of people talking about their pain, their emotional pain or their physical pain. Most of the time it's emotional. And if you are out and about and not living under a rock, you see people all over the place talking about their depression, their anxiety, their other pain, their trauma, their sadness, their, you know, and this medication they're on and that doctor they have an appointment to go see and all of these things that are just like this continuous thing. Have you ever experienced that? where it's just continuous. I just, I wake up every day and I feel overwhelmed or I wake up every day and I'm here I am again depressed or here I am again dealing with um, some, some underlying emotional pain that I just can't seem to shake. Well, that, my friends, is suffering. And suffering, in my definition, is a dissonance between the head and the heart. It's a disagreement, if you will. The head wants to do something and the heart just isn't going there and the heart is the body and it's the emotional state. And if the emotions are not in alignment with the heart, then it creates suffering. And so I have a list of some things to help to lessen that. But first of all, I want you to sit for a second and really understand, am I in a state of suffering? Like, is it something, is, you know, if you, if you go out and you hit your head, hand with a hammer or your dog kind of scrapes his teeth against your hand when you're, you know, pulling a ball out of his mouth and you're like, that's, that's suffering, but not really, you know, not in my definition. Suffering to me is this continuance. It's this day-to-day grind. 
it's the it's the after 40s that I'm like, this is all there is. Like I've experienced so many things in life and this is it. And now I want to talk about how we get to elevate. How do we get to move up from the space right here? How do I get to change what I'm feeling on a day-to-day basis and move up collectively so I'm not constantly a one? where I'm not constantly in the state of suffering. That is in our control. And I know you know what I'm going to say. I know that you probably have already some of the things on the list you know, and one of them is meditation. It is about getting in touch with the higher version of you. And it is that gap that is between the physical you and the spiritual you that are just not working together in harmony. To me, the opposite of suffering is harmony. And it's working with what we have and using those faculties in the best of our ability. And that is your mind and your imagination and your focus and your attention and your concentration, all of those parts of us that we (laughs) throughout our lives are never taught how to use fully. And so that's really what this podcast is about. That's what really this particular episode is about. But all of them, I'm, you know, I'm teaching you how to get in touch with a greater version of you and bringing that more into your daily life. And in order for us to reach that realm, that spiritual realm, we have to go in without the, the day-to-day stuff, without the grind, without the thoughts, without the limiting beliefs, without the negative self-talk, without the emotional pain. And the only way we can do that is through meditation. It's through that quiet space in our mind where we can get in touch. We can we can use our imagination and our visual skills and we can allow our spiritual being to come through. And we can't do that if we're busy manipulating and 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 managing the environment and the physical around us. So first is to recognize that you're suffering. First is to recognize that you're in a state of suffering. And what is that? What is that for you? What is an emotional pain, a physical pain? That's something that's this repetitive thing. This is our body telling us and our emotional state and our human experience telling us, dude, there's something going on. You need to pay attention and you need to shift and change things. This is just a little obstacle. It's no different than when you're driving your car and you you come around a detour. We don't stop and pull off the road and sit there for three years wondering why there's a detour and what are we going to do about it? And maybe I need to go see a doctor. We go around. We turn left instead of going straight. And we drive around the detour. And it's no different than somebody who acquires pain in their physical pain in their body. And they go, oh, yeah, that's just the pleasures of getting old. I'm like, no, it's actually not. It's stuck energy in your body. And we need to release that. We need to go in and we need to uncover what the problem is and what it means. And then we need to release it and move on. We need to remove the barricade that's in our life. And that becomes the life's work. That becomes our life's work. So no matter what it is that's going on in your life, your, the whole scheme of things, I could take any person on this planet and say, okay, what is your, what is your area of suffering? And it's, they're going to tell me. You know, unless I go to Tibet, they're going to tell me, <laughs> where all the monks live, by the way, they're going to tell me what their area of suffering is. It's physical pain. Oh yeah, I deal with this pain every single day and I have for 12 years and nobody can figure out what's wrong. It's like because it's energetic and it's only for you. (laughs) It's specific to you. Oh, and I've been dealing with anxiety for 20 years and my family had it and they had it and no medication is working. That's because it's specific to you and you have to uncover. That's your job. That's your work. Oh yeah, I've been depressed for years. I lost my job seven years ago and I just haven't been able to, you know, get under my feet and, or, you know, get my feet underneath me again. And I just can't seem to get it together and no doctor can figure it out. Yeah. That's because it's for you. Everything, you know, the, 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 the emotional state of depression 
is depression. That's it, right? That's the definition. But why it's there for you is different than why it would be for me or why it would be for that person over there. That's the difference. And that's our life's work. That's why, that's why medication doesn't work for everybody. Like one, one pill right here will, will, will help you to overcome depression for everybody. And you notice that it works for them, but it doesn't work for them. And then it doesn't work for you for very long. And you have to change it. You have to upgrade it. You have to, you have to up the dose. You have to change, you know, cut the dose, whatever. Eat it with food. Eat it without food. You always have to kind of adjust it. Am I right? Is that your experience? There's something more. There's something deeper than masking that suffering. And we try to, we try to mask it because feeling into it is scary. And that didn't come with a manual. We, we look out in our world and we like, please help me. And that person goes, Oh, well, this worked for me here, take this pill. Or hey, eat this food or hey, go on this diet or hey, go do this thing. All of those things can give you some relief. But really, it's about you learning you. You are the manual for you. Nobody else out there can tell you how to do you. And so when it comes to suffering, it is a disagreement between the two halves, though there's more than just halves, but there's the two halves of your body, which is your mind and your spirit, your heart, the soul of you. And when there's a disagreement, then there's suffering. You remember me telling you about the book, The Ant and the Elephant? If you haven't gone to, to get it, I highly recommend it. It is such an easy, fast read, and it really creates, it's like a fable or a parable, I guess, and it just really creates the, the image and picture between our mind and our subconscious and our emotionals. And it is really, it is really a fun way to help us to really grasp what is what our mind and who our mind is and our heart and our emotions and our subconscious. Some of those words are all interchangeable, but it is so amazing to, to sit back and go, okay, what is my life? Where am I? Because we use the things in our lives to, to move our emotions around. Oh, I'm starting to feel a little annoyed. So I'm going to go and, and go play some video games. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling kind of angry. So I'm going to go chop some wood, you know, that we engage and we use our environment to change and shift our emotions when our emotions need to be felt. And there's lessons and wisdom behind them. And so eventually you stop wanting to use the environment and the wisdom starts to surface or the problem gets worse. You ever notice that? First, it's just a few little aches and pains in your body. And the next, you're looking at a knee replacement or a hip replacement. And you're looking at medication. And maybe you're looking at a wheelchair or you're looking at not being able to walk. All of that is energy. And as it continues in your body, the signs are subtle at first. If you, at first, it just starts out as like a little emotion. And then it starts out, then it goes to some physical discomfort. And then it goes to physical pain. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse as the body is trying to speak to you. And in meditation... This is where you can start to listen. You can start asking yourself those questions. You are writing your manual. You're writing your manual. So first is taking control of your mind. There, there are two pieces to the mind. There's, there's the mind, the bigger version of you that is, that is listening to this, uh, to listening to this podcast, listening to my words. Then there's the part of you that is the mind, the smaller part of you that's holding, like I said, the flashlight, like you're in a big giant room, like in your head. And then there's the spiritual you that's holding the flashlight, the mind you that is the flashlight, and you are directing, the flashlight just goes over here, oh, I need to think about groceries instead of listening to Jen right now, oh, I need to think about what we're having for dinner tonight, oh, that's right, I got to fill out that paperwork. 
And the flashlight is just going all over the place inside this room, inside your head. But the you that's holding the flashlight is the real you. And you can allow the flashlight to control you or you can take control of the flashlight. And I don't know about you, but I would rather have control of the flashlight because I know that I'm going to be able to find that harmony. So instead of the flashlight looking at, oh, here's this problem. Let's go over here and look at this problem. And now let's really study this problem. Let's do research on the problem. And let's just, let's just grind our teeth about the problem. And let's just really get into it. And let's just really, you know, and then blame other people for the problem. It's like, no, you know what? I'm holding the flashlight and I want to look over here because this feels better. Or I want to look into the wisdom where the body goes, ooh, this feels uncomfortable, let's not do this. And, the, and then the, the, the flashlight goes, okay, let's, let's look over here. Let's go over and chop wood. Let's go blame that person. Let's go yell at that person. Let's go confront that person. And I go, you know what? I think I'm going to stand back and I'm going to do something different this time. So it's about taking control. It's about getting in touch with the bigger version of you. Because you can sit here and listen to this podcast. And I'll give you, you know, a five-second silence. And as you're doing that, there's, I want you to separate the two. Because you can move your focus to my voice and to the silence, but I want you to watch what happens instead, where in that silence, your mind is going to try to take control. So here's five seconds. I want you just to watch what your mind does, and I want you to be the observer of what your mind does. And now in that short period of time, what did you notice? Did your mind wander? Because... You notice when your mind wanders and the notice, the person, the, I say the person in this instance, not a person, obviously, but the person that sees and notices the mind wandering is the real you. It's just like if you snap at somebody and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's the real you. The, the part of you that knows the right from wrong the part of you that is trying to emerge. The mind is your servant. You direct your mind towards things. You direct your mind. So the first is to take control of that. Continue to sit for seconds at a time and just say, you know what? I'm just going to control the flashlight. I'm just going to control the flashlight for five seconds. I'm just going to sit in the silence and let the mind just do nothing. Eventually, the mind will subside or ask, um, acquiesce, right? We'll just kind of sub subside to you and be like, okay, I'm your servant. You're the master, okay? The next is to meditate daily and focusing on your heart. Again, your mind is going to wander. That's part of it because you have given control. It's like, it's like giving a four-year-old control of the house. It's not going to change right now because you just told the four-year-old you're in control now. That four-year-old's going to go, uh-huh, okay, sure thing, Right? And they're going to continue to try. And then you're going to keep setting boundaries and keep setting boundaries and keep being in charge and keep setting boundaries. Eventually, the four-year-old will subside. The four-year-old will be like, okay, you're in charge. You're the adult. I'm the child. I'm going to go play, right? That's what I want you to do in that meditation. I want you to sit for silence. I want you to sit for seconds at a time and just, and just relish in the quiet and it'll be hard and it'll seem boring and your body will want to get up and gauge and your mind will want to wander because that's what you've, you've habitually created over the course of time because you didn't know. And you thought, well, meditation is just for the monks and I'm not a monk and I'm not going to do that. So, and that seems boring and I don't know what to do and I don't know how I'm doing it and I don't even know if it worked. But I'm telling you, that's where you're going to start merging basically the mind and the heart together and create this harmony. Okay. The next is to release the limiting beliefs. 
for one, I'd like to invite you to release the limiting beliefs that the limiting belief that meditation is hard. Meditation is a practice and it will continue to be a practice, but you will have much, much greater success if it's something that you continue on a daily basis. And if you're an overachiever, I would say do it three times a day, even if it's just 10 minutes. Find that quiet space, get in contact just with you, growing and strengthening that higher version of you that is beautiful, that is wonderful, that is deserving, that is in harmony, and trying to balance that. Releasing limiting beliefs is a lot of work, but it's so worth it. It's cleaning out the hose. Remember, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the hose of life force energy that's clogged and kinked and not allowing life force energy to move easily. And it's release it, release the gunk, release the beliefs, challenge yourself on those beliefs. And that might even make you mad, you know, and be like, wait, Jen, you know, my beliefs, that's, I believe it because it's true. Well, nothing is true (laughs) except that higher version of you. That's the truth. And so the things outside of us are things that we create. And I hate to say it to you, and it is true, but you know, when there's wisdom in all of that is why am I creating this situation? What am I to learn from this? the wisdom in those emotions. And then try to find some agreements between thought and emotion. This kind of becomes an experiment where when there is harmony in your body, you feel it. You feel it. You feel amazing. You feel in alignment. It's like clean and clear. Like it's like I just put, I just took a clean, fresh shower and I just have all these clean clothes on. I just feel great. That to me is that's harmony versus I have itchy clothes on or clothes that are too tight or don't fit right. You know, that I want my brain and my heart, my mind and my heart to be in coherence. I want them to be in harmony with each other because then I'm in harmony and the outside world reflects that harmony. And that, that is the work. You know, these are all parts of the work and it's all part of introspection. It's all part of going inward and exploring the depths that are you. And then once you find that agreement is to create momentum. Like, what did I do? And creating that momentum is a lot of reflection. So when you get into, if you think of a scientist and they do experiments, is first they have the question of like, what will this thing do? Or, you know, they're trying to explore some something, whatever scientists, they're trying to explore something. And they have a lot of questions. And then from there, they start to experiment with different things. What would happen if I added water to this? What would happen if I didn't? What would happen if I lit it on fire? What would happen if I cut it in half? Right? Whatever the thing is. And so they experiment different things. So with you, it's similar where, okay, so here I am. What would happen if I meditated every morning before work? What would happen if I meditated every day before the kids came home? What would happen if I set an intention? What would happen if I didn't? What would happen if I didn't meditate? What would happen if I reacted? What about responded? Finding those things that work and then recording what worked and what didn't. When I meditate every day, I become more emotionally balanced. Then it's a nice, it's a nice joy ride versus these big ups and big downs. When I stop meditating, I have a big hard crash emotionally. And it is, it's rough and it's rough on the family. And it's really rough on me. And I have to know now that I'm like, oh, yep, you haven't meditated. Let's just sleep it off. It's going to be fine. It'll be fine tomorrow. Don't make any decisions from this space. And I have to tell myself that, right? Because some days I forget. We get so busy with our kids and our family in the summer and the dogs and the baseball and, you know, Brandon's schedule for the summer and it just goes on and on. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And trying to figure the, get the routine as the, this, you know, summer transition happens. 
and what are we doing with you know a 17 year old who is almost 18 who has autism can't be left home alone and a 14 year old boy who has a huge social a, so, a social schedule right it's like how are we going to manage all this oh yeah and i have a business and oh yeah amy works full time oh yeah and we have two dogs <laughs> right like how do we manage all of this and it becomes a lot you know and i have to remember i have to get back to my practice because that's where the work is and that's where that's where the the joy and the change is going to happen from that space so i encourage you to take control of your mind get back in charge I'm in charge of my mind. I say what you focus on, you know, and just watch your mind for a second, you know, set the timer for two minutes and just watch what your mind does and just watch it just jumps. And you can even count on your hands how many times your mind loses its focus and concentration. And it's going to be a lot. Then practice bringing your mind back to center, focus on your heart. And your mind's gonna be like, that's boring. Let's focus on something else. You know, in this, in this day and age with technology, we are instant gratification and we are like an ADD society. We bounce from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, hardly able to focus anymore. We used to be able to focus for like 30 minutes we could focus as a society, as a group, as a human race. And it's now like three seconds. Three seconds. Three Wow. And as an entrepreneur, I have to get my message out in three seconds or I'm going to lose somebody's attention. Yes, that is what that means. That's why if you look at videos and reels and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and, you know, YouTube, it's like all these things are just so fast and, and they're waving their arms around and they're dressed ridiculous and they're dyeing their hair and they're whatever they're doing, whatever they can to capture your attention. Pay attention to that. How long do I have an attention? I think that as meditation starts to rise, we will start to find ourselves back in that space of being able to concentrate for longer. And I'd like to think that in my next however many years I have on this planet is that I will start to see medication going down and meditation going up and starting to see that our lives are getting better by going inward. And we're going to start seeing a transformation in this world. And I, and I hope I see that one day. Then meditation, meditating daily, releasing those limiting beliefs, finding agreements between the thought and the emotion is it, finding that coherence, creating momentum, and then journaling, journaling, or even just having a conversation with what worked and what didn't. How was my day today? Just reflecting on what you did today and how you felt, because it's in that reflection that's going to turn us around. It's like looking back at a couple of days in our past and going, what worked, what didn't work, and then resetting those things that did work out in front of us to practice it again. Oh, I don't know. It worked once. Let's see if it'll work again. Let's try it. Let's see if I can make it better. And we do that with setting intentions. So reflection is looking behind us a little bit and setting intentions is looking out in front of us. I think it's really important to continue to do this kind of practice because you know, this, this is it. This is your life. This is your life. And it's, you're not meant to, to, suff, to suffer and in this continuous state. And I believe that we are meant to find harmony. But I will tell you this, it is not outside of you. It is inside and understanding the depths within of who am I? What is my mind? Who am I? Where, where do I sit inside? I am not my mind. I have a mind, but I'm not my mind. And I get to direct what my mind looks at and what my mind focuses on. But it's now, it's time. Don't let that, don't, don't let that monkey loose in the house. It's got to be trained. And it is time to train your mind. And this is what I, I hope that you do today. So I hope this found you well. 
I hope that if this is something that you want to go deeper on, if this is something that you want some help with, that you reach out, send me an email, the meditation room TC at gmail.com. Say, hey, Jen, I want to work with you. I want to understand how to do this. We are revamping the business and bringing new programs and products to you to help you through this stuff. And I hope that I hope that you can find in yourself that if you know me well enough, that I got you. I'm here for you. And I really hope that you that you reach out if this is something that you want a deeper look at. I'd love to be able to support you. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to like, subscribe, and leave a comment as to how this has inspired you. If you're interested in learning about our Lady Leaders Retreat and to join a community of women who connect, heal, and create a life that is full of joy, inspiration, and empowerment, then send me an email at themeditationroomtc at gmail.com. Subject line, let's talk. And I will set up a time for us to have a conversation. And in the meantime, keep going, growing, and transforming, and keep looking for those nuggets of inspiration. Mm-hmm.